Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus when you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. where were you? All, what were you doing? I, I was on. I was on all day when this tournament started. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was where in were, uh, in Greece, a nice little fishing village called Pefkos. Um, yeah, it was nice. lovely, lovely little lovely part of the world. Um, so I think the group stage I was there, and then like, no spoilers here. What happens in the tournament? But when we the last stage, I was at home. But yeah, yeah, it was probably it? It must have been must have been twenties, mate. Early twenties. A romantic holiday uh, with mates. Oh yeah, yeah. I've not heard of that as a sort of like go-to. Yeah, well, you manage we, your Cavos. Yeah. Well, we, no, we were quite a bit more cultured. We stayed out of it, and then we've travelled in rather than. Ah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know. Well, you know me. I'm a bit of a, you know. No, go on. A bit more cultured than the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, a bit too highbrow for the rough and tumble of Cavos. Me, Cavos, 2009. Uh, Jay, <laughs> what about you? My life was going really well because I was 32 years old living. You want me for 92? <laughs> I was fucking my mum and dad's for a bit. That's all right. You got to say, <laughs> I was in between. Flats. <laughs> what was your first? Um, what was your first lads' holiday? My first lads' holiday was Magaluf in 1996. Fucking hell! I know. Was 16 like? years old. It was carnage. All 16 year old lads going on holiday. Just finished school. Went to Magaluf for a week. Were there planes at that time? Yeah, well, we had to get a raft. <laughs> <laughs> Two and six. It cost us. If you listen, to, if you listen, to, if you listen. To, if you listen to, <laughs> 
<laughs> if you listen to the previous podcast, that, that puts into perspective, Jay. You were on a lad's holiday at 16. He was chilling in the park. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good that. point, eh? Cool, cool. let's have it right. Hey. That one. And I was yeah. on my own, which yes. you are allowed to do. Um, <laughs> right, to start this, we're not here to talk about lad's holidays. Um, that's another episode. But today we are starting with the Wikipedia. Adam, you've got a fact for me. Where and when? Yeah, 14th uh, Euros um, and... Uh, it was held on the 8th of June through to the 1st of July uh, and co-hosted for the first time Poland-Ukraine co-hosted tournaments mm-hmm. which we'd seen previously like in World Cups and stuff like the, the co-host how do you feel about the co-hosted tournaments? Um, not too not too arsed I think with this one <laughs> it, <laughs> right. Great chat No well, What I was going to say is on this one as well this was the first sort of one where how old would I have been? I could have gone but um, some of our mates went, but everyone was worried about Poland and Ukraine and the thugs and everything, weren't they? Yeah. Which ah, never really materialised yeah, yeah. again. Oh, no. All this scaremongering, isn't it? There's always, yeah, there's always a bit of scaremongering in the tournaments, isn't there? You don't right. want it. Do you remember the uh, the logo? Well, you're usually quite big on this sort of thing. I, I remember it at the top of my head. Was it some sort of like a flower, but the two sort of petals on the side. One was the Ukraine flag and one was the Poland flag. Oh, At least I yeah, thought it was yeah. meant to be a flower. I think it was. I think that's what it was meant to be. Well, it obviously, I had to incorporate two two flags into it. I thought you'd be into that, Well, It's usually your, your I was probably just yeah. too busy drinking or something. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't drink till I was 18. Um, <laughs> Jay, what have you got for me? I believe uh, you've got the teams. I have got the teams. Um, so you've got Spain, Holland, Germany, Italy, England, obviously. Um, Russia, Croatia, Greece, Portugal, Sweden, Denmark, France, Czech Republic, and last but not least, Republic of Ireland. Which I really like to see. What are your guys' thoughts having other home nations at a tournament? Yeah, it was, it was this was Trapattoni's Republic of Ireland, wasn't yeah. it? Which was, you know, it was, I mean, we'll get into how it works out for them, but yeah, there was a lot of fanfare <laughs> about the fact they got there. And I do like, you know, the Republic of Ireland. We've got some Irish heritage, obviously, from oh. Manchester, we all have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my, yeah, my great-grandma's from Killaloo or something, I don't know. Oh, lovely part of the world. Um, and I've got the Republic of Ireland produced an official song, The Rocky Road to Poland, recorded by a collaboration of Irish performers, quickly reached number one in Ireland and stayed there for three weeks. And that is a sort of prelude to how they got on in the tournament, I <laughs> is imagine. It, do you think they should have just put it in brackets and Ukraine in, yeah. in the song title? Right. I don't know if someone, yeah. wrote, if someone <laughs> wrote it and gone, uh, you're doing it. You told me it's in Ukraine as well. Don't mention it. It's recorded yeah, now. Right. It's too late. It's too We're late. That. Got a couple of lyrics here, Will, from the song, if you if you want is any Is something you need to spin on your show? Do you, still, I, do you still spin? Yeah, yeah not really. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's a term, isn't it? He's not physically spinning, he's just pressing a button. Did they ever now. used to spin? They used to, they used to spin, mate, when the old, uh, the old disc jockeys. What, like from one one to that? Bagging like that? Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's more like turntable. My, so, yeah, my only sort of knowledge of this is, um, what's the one on the boat? The film that's the on boat the boat that rocked. boat that rocked. Yeah, that's yeah. mine. It's sort of like. Uh, anyway, what are you saying? Now? Um, I've got a couple of lyrics here. Go I on. mean, obviously, Trapattoni gets a lot of references in the, in the <laughs> lyrics. I think I'd love to actually. We should we should really have a, a, a listen to it at some point. Um, hope within our hearts we can win the trophy. We're all part of Trapattoni's army. Get behind the team. Hear the Irish scream. Come on, you boys in green. Ireland's bouncing back again. Seems like a missed opportunity to rhyme that. At the yeah. End there, like, so, odd, odd rhyming scheme, but yeah. we'll go with it. So there you go. I mean, no no reference to Ukraine at all. Um, well, there you go. Poland was the country. Um, and England were there with a squad. The Looking at it, lads, is... I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it, Ad? But looking at this England squad, uh, it was a minor miracle that we got out of the groups. Yeah, I mean, keepers, this is where... 
Joe Hart became our proper first choice. Rob yeah. Green was in there as well. Probably quite lucky to be in there after the uh, 2010. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very lucky. Yeah. Uh, John Ruddy, classic third choice keeper. Uh, what are you saying about defenders, Jay? Well, the big sort of story for me ahead of this one was Rio not going on it. Mm. And there was the talk that perhaps Kazim and John Terry weren't exactly on speaking terms that uh, Roy Hodgson had made the decision not to have Rio in the in the squad, and also to so bring the racist, bring uh, the racist, leave the uh, the the victim of racism's brother uh, at home. And then what made it worse was the fact Gary Cale got injured, if you remember. Um, so it's like, well, now you've got to take Rio, and he took Martin Kelly, I think. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> he's yeah. like who barely played for Liverpool, and he was like, oh well, uh, he's he's the future. So yeah. you know, I'm and looking. That, that, pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah, Martin <laughs> Kelly's warming Crystal Palace's bench for the last five years, or whatever. So that was the big sort of defensive yeah. sort of I intrigue, should we it, say? I'm 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 a big sort of stickler for squad numbers. I remember that when Gary Cale dropped out, I'm sure he was number five, and Martin Kelly ended up being number five, and it really annoyed oh. me because oh, right. you look back on the squads even now, and you're thinking. He's done well there to get the yeah. five shirt. <laughs> if you don't know the full story, if you don't know the full backstory, you think to yourself, wow, Martin Kelly yeah. must have been unbelievable. R- Rio's number as well. Even worse. It's bad. You've got to have your best yeah. player. You've got to have your best player. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't great. But it was, it was weird, Roy Hodgson, as well. Because you remember the old Oxlade-Chamberlain thing where you picked Oxlade-Chamberlain at the time was probably about 18. Um, and I remember him explaining it, saying, oh, he did really well for, um, for Arsenal against the likes of Perlo and Ambrosini when they played, was it Milan? And someone had to point out to him that neither of those players played against Arsenal when he played him. He was just like, <laughs> it was like a good indication. Yeah. From Mike Bassett, it it right? was, it was a good indication that Roy Hodgson sometimes might talk some rubbish. And this was as well, correct me if I'm wrong, gents, was this the sort of renaissance of Scott Parker as well? Did he come off the back of winning the PFA oh, player? Was it the yeah. football writers? Did yeah. he win the football writers? Yeah. But, Spurs. Yeah. So we sort of, because one of the things that had been labelled against England, wasn't it, was that we didn't have a proper CDM back in the day and he was sort of supposed to fill that void and then Frank and Steve were supposed to go forward. Yeah, that was, obviously that had been going since 2004, you know, we need someone, we need a holding midfielder. Still going now, isn't it? We still have this conversation now. We need need a city midfielder. Yeah, Yeah. but it's like, (laughs) we need a a city midfielder, we need a city. And Scott Parker, he keep, like he was probably relatively kind of late on to it in, in his must career. Been, yeah, really. like late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had him in there. Gareth Barry as well was someone who'd been used quite a lot, and and he was like, you know, I remember him? In, he was injured one in twenty ten, and we took him anyway. Yeah, I remember oh, that. I'll never forgive him against Germany. I was at that game, yeah. the Germany game, where it was just walking the past line. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll never forgive yeah, him for that because awful. he he could, he could have done a lot more, Jay, <laughs> and he just went in two footed and he missed a tackle, and then I think it was put up anyway. So then you've got. Um, uh, obviously, Oxlade Chamberlain, Scott Parker, Stuart Downing was in there. He seemed to be around this era perennially, Downing, just always yes. in the squads. He was Born someone that they used to always kind of throw on and try and put the crosses in. Ashley Young as well was, I think it was his first tournament for This England. was the one where Stephen Gerrard said Ashley Young could be our secret weapon. I remember that. Ashley, like, Ashley Young, I do yeah. think, gets an unfair rap. One, because he played for Villa, but even at that time, he, that even that Villa team was, you know. Well, I know you don't have to me to go on about it, go but he, he was very unlucky this season, Ashley Young, because United. Drew the league, we say. Was we it say. United at this point? Yeah. yeah. And that season, towards the end of that season, he had a very good run. He scored, a, I remember getting a brace. Playing on the left it, as well. Yeah, and he, he scored a couple of goals at Spurs to get us a win, but obviously because we didn't win the league, it wasn't thought of with fondness. He's had a very good so. career, hasn't he, Ashley Young? But he, yeah. yeah, even now, like, well, obviously went to win it, didn't he? They won, so yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, so he was for me. He was one of the ones that I remember seeing this squad. I thought, oh, that's yeah. it's quite decent that they're throwing him in there. James Milner again. They had, they had a lot of like similar kind of yeah. hard-working midfielders, Vanilla. but not some not players that are going to kind of do something. Out, you know, compared to like 
modern day England squad where you've got these players who might do something and you know grab the the, the game out of scruff its neck yeah. or whatever we didn't have any of them oh, strikers we've got four there Andy Carroll Jermaine Defoe Wayne Rooney Danny Welbeck if we wanted to draw every game nil-nil this would have been the perfect spot <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I mean a lot of it like Welbeck and Andy Carroll you're very young at this point aren't they it's but still, even just on Andy Carroll that's that like one of the Martin Kelly situation isn't it if you if you were an alien and came back now and you went and Andy Carroll was probably one of the first names on the team sheet you'd yeah. be like what the fuck's going on here yeah what's happened but yeah, he said, was our hope wasn't he yeah. he, was, he was so different as well wasn't he oh, the, other, yeah. the other players well this was like, like this, yeah this get, was like, this get was, your head on that son this was the post crouch kind of yeah. era uh, yeah, as well yeah. wasn't it so we've been used to I mean Crouch's record for England had been really good on it previously so we were kind of accustomed to having a big man up top, weren't we? Really, I loved Andy Carroll in this era. Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant. Oh, genuinely, I mean, I watched that. We'll get onto the game soon, but he scored and he scored that header. I was like, this guy's unbelievable. I was like, if we play to his strengths, get the crosses in. We've got Stuart Downing on. Get Downing on. Get him on now. Is this the time around the time of his thirty-five million pound move, which in the in those days was a lot of money it was like a hell of serious lot of money, money from, yeah uh, Newcastle to yeah it would have been yeah especially when they'd sold Torres for 50 and yeah. signed him for 35 also gents on the standby list one very notable name on there as well Jack he- Butland obviously he was playing for Birmingham <laughs> at the time <laughs> which is uh sort of my only vested interest in the squad yeah. I mean it's, we can just gloss over yeah. That stand- yeah we won't go into the standby <laughs> Right, we'll start with Group A, and there was Czech Republic, Greece, Russia, Poland, and Gent. Uh, we've done a lot of Euros episodes. Greece have either been amazing or terrible. Yes. And this time they're back, baby. Um, Karagounis, one of them players that I feel like is going to be in every episode, Ad, scores a last, uh, a late uh, half-time winner, if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Half-time winner. <laughs> May as well go over, lads. It's over. Put that in. There's no coming back from here. You got 45. There's, no, there's no forget coming back it. From here. He's just won it. We're done here. Um, but yeah, Czech Republic and Greece to go through. And again, you know, we're sort of building these narratives as team. Czech Republic just come and just offer something, don't they? Yeah, which does spook me a little bit because you don't know. You just don't know what you're going to get there with, with Czech Republic. We've said this before. They seem to have a habit of just having a couple of decent players yeah. who can just kind of make stuff happen and and you just don't know there's always an unknown quantity aren't they so obviously done well there I just want to say it's a fairly weak group that as well though to be fair to them well yeah I think going into it um, you just said anyone could have got through but again you know home nations we like to look out for they're out <sighs> sad that isn't it two points okay. not even a win I think they, the, for the home fans to celebrate. The, yeah, going into the final game, they could have gone through, but they didn't. And Czech Republic I, and Greece go through. I'd love to know how old some of those Greece, Greece players were, because I swear they're the same ones from t- Euro 2004. Like Karagounis played, yeah. yeah and Gekas, I'm sure that rings a bell as well. It's, yeah, yeah. Must have been. Must have been. Maybe they just kept the 2004 a, squad and went, you just, if you want to play, you can play. No matter how <laughs> yeah. old you are. Our most successful team ever. Yeah. You're back in. You keep it going. Right, let's move on to Group B, which was um, a very tough group. Germany, Portugal, who coincidentally share another group this uh, this year, with Netherlands and Denmark. Um, Again, some fantastic, some some players' names that are synonymous with major tournament football. So, whereas Miroslav Klose was the sort of your 2000 striker. Mario Gomez seemed to just step it up at this time, didn't yeah, he? He just, his, his scoring records are absolutely insane. It's ridiculous as well. I, I remember this was sort of the era or the birth of, of Twitter arguments for me. 
Was it? Yeah, this was when it started <laughs> to become a thing your, in my life. Your Twitter from 2012, I bet there's some good NFTs uh, in there. There's none left, I've deleted them all. <laughs> <laughs> I had a clear out in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember, because like, I used to have this thing about Mario Gomez where I didn't really rate him. Right. And it's Spend like, and then, you. yeah. And you put and, that out there on Twitter. Yeah. And, and I, I remember, it. I think it was the, um, I think it was the Champions League final against Chelsea, arguing with people. I was, he's not all that. Oh, look at his stats. He's, how he, you know, he gets, like, his goal record, his goal score record's decent, but in a big game, he's either player that you want. Yeah. I wasn't a massive fan, but he did, he, you know, he was capable, especially in a tournament like this. Showed you who he had, didn't he? He had, like, his, his fitness is always. Horrendous, always injured, wasn't he? But yeah. so, I was like, how is he scoring when he's not even? He's, he's injured. <laughs> Next year, he's got an hat trick. What? He's back. So he's one of them players that would just grab a goal. There's uh, always one group in every tournament as well, Will, that gets um, called the, the group of death, obviously. Yes. Fair to say, this is that, that group. Yeah, there, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Netherlands, who we saw in the previous tournament, who won all three games, it was their turn to have a shocker because they lost all three. That's, that is madness, that, isn't it? You, you wouldn't have. Saw that one coming. I mean, yes, it's a group of death, but Netherlands always turn up in a tournament to a certain degree, at least in the group stages. But they just got absolutely battered. Also, as oh. well, I saw Nicholas Bentner score twice, and this was the Euros where he had the Paddy Power boxes on, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And he got fined yeah. 50, 60 grand, which is still more than all the racists get fined. Yeah, so you get more for wearing boxes than for racially abusing someone. That makes sense. Um, uh, also, Will, uh, Held up a Stiga score. <laughs> How is he there? And he had a T-shirt saying, Daniel Levy, are you listening now? Yeah. And he wasn't. <laughs> Ten years later. Yeah, believe me. Crone Deli as well, which was someone you could get really cheap on football manager as an attacking midfielder. Ah, right? yeah, he seems okay. very football manager. Yeah, sort of fell in love with him. So um, Netherlands and Denmark went home, which meant Germany and Portugal progressed, which takes us to Group C. And the bloody Spaniards are at it again. Would you believe it? They finished top of the group with seven points. But again, this is a tough group because, I mean, Croatia are in that bracket, aren't they? Of you know, they've they've got to quarterfinals, um, semi-finals, and I don't know what I was going to say. And a final. And a final. Yeah, yeah. But and never. a final, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah against yeah. France, wasn't it? Yeah. So you were going in the order there, Will, and I was like, why yeah, did you stop? Like... <laughs> I, I, I just thought England got to the final of the World Cup. <laughs> you'd have read about that. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone have mentioned that, that to you. Trust me. Did we get? But yeah, Spain kicking on again. You, aren't you they? could argue this was a, a like a, a kind of a group of death, though, Will, couldn't you? In a way, because well, the we, Republic we, of Ireland and well, Sean St. Ledger. Exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> when you got in there, anything's possible. But you know, Croatia notoriously do well at tournaments. Yes. Uh, we, we, like we've, we've seen that Italy and Spain, you'd uh, you'd kind of instantly kind of earmark as the the two teams that are going to go through as uh, first and second. And the odds were stacked against the Republic of Ireland. Bad draw, that. Bad draw. <sighs> Feel for a liked, Yeah, do you think, that Jay, that they almost would have liked that? Go, no, they, they'd have wanted a better group, but when they saw the group, they'd have gone, fucking free it, let's have it. Yeah, you think you think so. Um, I always felt a bit sorry for Alan because there was all this sort of talk at the time. I remember they gave him Trapattoni, I think, a massive contract. Like, they'd really spent heavily on him. And this was like, you know, when they got into the, 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 the Euros, it was like, right, it's paid off and we're yeah. going to mm. do something here. And he's, you know, he's a tactical genius. And, you know, his tactical genius with the sort of the Irish sort of enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be our tournament. We're going to do a Greece in 2004. And then obviously just, you know, losing all the games. It's just a disaster. Yeah. And the, and it got really bad because Spain for Republic of Ireland nil, which is a standalone result isn't bad. But I think when you get into tournament football ad and you're losing 4-0, yeah. I mean, that's a whiffer. I remember it? watching that game and it was, I mean, 
you know, we'll get on to just how good Spain were in this tournament later on. But I, I just, I kind of felt for for the Irish team yeah. that night as well because it was just a masterclass. One, it? it was. They just caught Spain on one of those days where everything clicked for them as well. Yeah, and and it wasn't necessarily Ireland shortcomings. It was more to do with Spain being unplayable, yeah. unbelievable. Um, yeah, so you know, I felt I felt for Republic of Ireland. I really did because there was that enthusiasm, and you do. Get, I like the home other home nations being oh, there as well. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I'll always kind of watch watch other games as well. Same with when Wales were in in uh, uh, Euro. Uh, 2016. They took it a bit too far. They, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they went further than England. Yeah. So part of me was like, you've got to right. stop there. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, you know, we saw Spain's dominance in that group again, didn't we? Really? Yeah, and they got through with Italy, Croatia. This, go on. Sorry, I was going to say this is where you start getting resentful now, isn't it? Towards Spain. Spain, yeah, yeah you it's think, like right. the the sort of the mystique's gone. Yeah, the the, the sort of the surprise elements yeah. all out the window domestically or in European sort of club football. They're winning everything and just dominating and you like getting a bit fed up and you're like oh yeah all right, yeah it's a bit know. like you know some, yeah, yeah. Or it's a bit like someone's playing like a, a game on the playstation they're having it for too long and you go all right yeah yeah can i have a go now yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. and they won't they keep going you're like we know you're really good at this but <laughs> can i have a go now <laughs> in group d we saw england ukraine sweden and france now let's you know let's get into what we're really here Yes, England. France. I mean, it's the age-old England going one nil up in a game that you don't expect them to go one nil up in. And um, well, we got a point against France, and then the big one that I think we all remember, where we were Sweden two, England three, an absolute ding dong game that was, wasn't it? Andy right. Carroll, arise, sir, Andy Carroll. Uh, what a goal! It was what a goal. Do you know? <laughs> I do not think there's a minute out of that. Who put it the was. ball? Was it Gerard put the ball in from deep, wasn't it? Yeah, great header. My overriding memory of this game, right, Go on, Pat. Is, is Welbeck's goal where he sort of fell over and kicked it in. Well, I know, that was a Cruyff, man. Yeah, and then there was a debate. I remember the evening news doing a debate, like a poll. Did he mean it? And like, I was losing my, my mind because I was such a Welbeck fan. I was like, of course he meant it. He knew what he was doing. He, he was went straight, straight, straight onto Twitter. Yeah, yeah, was, was, to be eight followers. <laughs> yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> shouting to me dad on exactly. Twitter. <laughs> Mario Mar- Gomez wouldn't have scored that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that game was classic, wasn't it? So we went one nil up, two one Sweden, um, and then th- he bought. Do you remember he bought Theo Walker on as a sub, and he think he scored with like his first touch. Yeah, quality. But to the glint of an eye, it looked like he scored an amazing volley, didn't it? But it was like, a <laughs> yeah, bit deflected. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's yeah. fucking unreal! That's the best goal ever. <laughs> and it wasn't. Um, and then Danny Welbeck scored the best goal ever scored at a major tournament. You know what? I, was, I feel sorry for Theo Walcott as well because this was like more or less it, wasn't it, for international football? Theo Walcott. He went mm. didn't he, in the World Cup in like when was it? Two thousand and six, wasn't it? I yeah, think when he was like a child. When he was yeah, a baba. yeah. yeah. And, didn't and, didn't kick a ball. Just sort of went so Sven could say, "Look, I've brought, yeah. and, you know, and, bought some and, children." And then Sven Sven's recently said, "Oh, I picked him because there was no one else to pick." I was like, "Didn't I'm sure." Jermaine Defoe missed was, yeah, there No, was, no, yeah. Darren Bent was the was top goal. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he didn't say, he took like Michael Owen who had an injury issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah Took yeah. Theo Walcott and then Michael Owen collapsed, didn't yeah. he, in the middle of a group game. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, sure Defoe Yeah, no, I'm Defoe, Defoe did miss out, you're right. Because I think Defoe was like initially... No, the, but Darren Bent was the English oh, right, top yeah. goal scorer. Like, right, Danny, he missed out as well. Yeah. Like, I can't, 
who am I going to pick? So really, yeah. was this vindication for Sven at this point? Six years, six <laughs> years later, it's like, yeah. I knew it. I always Sven's told you he'd come good, eh? Now yeah. look at him. Sven's like, you know what? You know why he scored that? Oh, because of the experience in 06. Yeah. That's Thank why. You say, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah, they love that, aren't they, as well? Oh, we're taking him for experience for later tournaments. Yeah. Maybe this is it. This is the, <laughs> this is what's, this is the master plan. And then the game to wrap up the group stages, we beat Ukraine. And for the life of me, I just, I can remember where I was but every England game at a major tournament, but I just can't picture this. Yeah, what, what was that goal like? It was. Did, you think I'd remember Wayne Rooney, United legend, getting a winner to, to see us through to the quarterfinals of the Euros, but I can't. The thing is as well is that I think in a way, like after that 3-2 against Sweden, I was a little bit spooked by the fact we'd conceded two. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and part of me was thinking... You shouldn't be struggling really against Sweden yeah. in the group stages. And then when we got to Ukraine, I thought it was a narrow win and, and the alarm bells Did were you start to think already. that maybe we're not going to win this tournament? Yeah, do you know when you, when you sort of like, I remember, you know, hey. I my, my, my dad's like, the, when it comes to England, biggest pessimist ever as well. And, and I'll be there celebrating the goal and I'll go, yeah, we've let two in against Sweden though. It's like, if we won, he's like, no, it don't matter. I remember in, in the uh, 2010 World Cup and like last minute of the game against Algeria, one all, and Joe Cole's like shielding the ball and I was going, come on, and my dad went, Think about what we're doing. He was like, "You're shielding the ball. That, that You're not going to win." I was that like, right. tournament was so bad. Awful. Um, England but was so bad in it. I don't have that much memory of that Ukraine game. I can't, for the no. life of me, think where I was. I, you, yeah. Sweden game was at Brad Morris's house. Right. Lovely lounge for, for yeah, the area yeah. stuff. Um, what snacks did you have? Fuck me. Probably. Oh, no, I just, he tried to make sure cool. I still didn't really drink. Um, Probably a couple of bloody Stellas. No, I was saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, the, just the eight pints for me last night. First time I ever drank, I went to Reading Festival, which is four days, isn't it? And I took um, twelve, if not sixteen, brothers, brothers glass stubbies. Oh yeah, and I came back with three. Did you? Oh, After four mate. days, good lad. Well done, mate. Hey. That's nice. <laughs> Um, so England and France progressed and that takes us to the quarterfinals now I was just looking because it felt like one of them things where England have finished top but it might not have worked out because I obviously remembered we played Italy but if we'd have played if we'd have come second we'd have played Spain so we were fucked either way Um, England Italy although it was a nil-nil gents we were both talking off air I mean they absolutely outplayed us didn't they honestly this was I'm telling you my mindset in this game I actually I'd have been mildly embarrassed if they got through Genuinely, yeah. I think I'd have been a bit smashing grabs. And yeah, I, it. I, I got to a stage where I'd kind of accepted that we're out, and I was like, "Wow, it's but this if we get through this, this is such a bonus." It was. I mean, you couldn't. You know, if you want to put a positive spin on it, say it was a, a stoic defensive performance, <laughs> but it was like and you were right because we conceded two against uh, Sweden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it know. wasn't. It wasn't great to watch from an England point of view. But it was um, the, to put a superlative on it. It was the so not emergence of Perlo, but for you know many English fans, just well, you don't enjoy it at the time, but it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Mm. We never learned, did we? No. We didn't like because then we play him again in the World Cup and he just did the same to us and it was just like oh the Sterling yeah the... oh yeah like oh he's really good him isn't he yeah. got about that Balotelli was good in that game wasn't he as well he had a good tournament didn't he Balotelli yeah, he was good he was he really did. he good. scored quite a few goals and and this was the obviously it went it was nil nil went to penalty shootouts and this was the one where you know Perlo was stepping up against Joe Hart he was trying to play mind games with him and oh then yeah, he was doing the most noises, Italian wasn't he? thing ever he just Do you... chipped him. 
Do you remember Joe Hart doing the face? He always the used, to, he used to do my intro. He used to do that thing under the 21s. Do you remember he got booked for it? I remember uh, him yeah, and he got yeah. suspended for the final thing because he was giving grief to players in the in the, in the penalty shootout for England under 21s. It's like, kids, what are you doing? Pack it in. It is a mad, it is a mad like, idea because you often think to yourself, if you're a goalie in the penalty shootout, you should do whatever to put someone off. But... If you get a bit too far, yeah, I don't know if I'd be doing that because yeah. the cameras are on. And I'd be you'd, thinking, you'd pick your moments, I think. Yeah. You? You, th- you see Perlo and you think, yeah, and I'm also not... you look like an idiot yeah, when they look, score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's one of them, innit? You better just playing it safe. If you don't do it and they score, you don't look bad. Yeah. But if you do that and then they score, you just like a bit. Of a I muppet. just think you know, if you're a keeper, you know, in a penalty shootout, I just approach it with a load of confidence. Maybe a little go up to him a little word beforehand. That's yeah. enough for me. And yeah. Just yeah. him out, but he's. If you've never seen what we're talking about here, he basically is pulling faces and he's screaming. And the the, the, the microphones picked it up as well, didn't it they? It does look to me, it just looks like, of the two players that are nervous, it's the goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Perlo's like... Overcompensating. Sighing, rolling his eyes. Are we done? Can I take this now? Can, I, can we like just a, score? Perlo's like a bouncer, like dealing with the drunk player. Yeah, right. <laughs> just oh, ref, just get him on his line. Come Go on, in. I've got things to do. Um, yeah, so he chipped him down the middle. England went out, um, and that was the end the, of that one. The, the two missed penalties as well. Obviously, we always have that that, that thing with with tournaments. Whenever you, wow. I, I think that it would be, it's become such a thing now that England players fear taking them. Probably not as much in recent because since we won that one in the World Cup in uh, 2018, that, that we needed that. Yeah, we needed it. But you're, I think these players are always worried about being demonised by the media. Then if they oh, missed it, horrible. And horrible. You know, we've was, seen it with yeah. so many players in the past. And obviously, I really felt for Ashley Young um, and um, Ashley Cole in this one as well. And it was, this was the start. Let's talk about how this was sort of like when Twitter became a big thing. This was the start of trolling as yeah, well. Yeah. They got absolutely hammered, some racist stuff as well. It was awful. It was awful to see as well because it's like, you, know, you can't blame them for us not beating Italy. Yeah. No. And, and especially, <laughs> it's like especially ridiculous. Especially yeah. we played that bad as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? It's I'm like, like we... really? We're blaming those guys? It's like, it was ridiculous and it was sad. But yeah, I think Do... I think anyone who watches that with us, even a mildly objective eye, looks like we were lucky against the penalties, let alone lose the penalties. Even St. George Do... would have a good day. Trying to say it. <laughs> Do you think he was... I suppose it was his first tournament, money, but wasn't it? But I thought we were, t- I thought we were terrible in that game. On it, it was whose first uh, tournament, sorry, Hodgson. Oh, Hodgson. So I thought it was horrendous. I mean, I, I mean, think, it got worse for you. Like, I think it? the feeling there was almost a feeling of because there'd been all this chaos with Capello quitting and the Terry fallout with Rio and all that yeah. stuff. That almost he'd steadied the ship. Yeah, yeah. And we'd got through the group, and it was okay. And oh, it, was it was a bit actually, last minute, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was like, oh, he's done a decent job, yeah. sort of thing. Which when you look at it with a sort of an analytical eye at the games and the performances and the squad I mean everything yeah. that you can look at from a manager <laughs> it yeah. wasn't that good yeah, really yeah. was it no. it was just like you know it's on paper it looks a lot better than if you can actually remember those games yeah they, were, they weren't great but to be fair if we'd have got <clears throat> if we'd have got through that we'd have played Germany in the semi-final We'd have got battered, and then I mean, but that's the thing, though, isn't it? We'd have been, it'd have just been a complete but, but, fluke. But, but we'd yeah, but what would happen now is we'd be sat here talking about how great that tournament was when we got to yeah, the semi-final. We would, yeah, wouldn't we? Yeah. There'd be like documentaries on it, and like you know, look back at that yeah. great time nine years ago yeah. when we got to the semi-finals. It would be a pinch yourself moment. It would, wouldn't it? So, you know what I mean? so Stuart Downing, <laughs> and all you had to do is win. What, you were one penalty shoot out away from having a documentary about yourself. That's it, isn't it? That's how we sort of do get those nostalgic glasses on. Right, we're just going to have a short break. We'll be back in a minute. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We will do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do your I? voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. 
People think I hate people, but I don't. (laughs) I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. This season, Live Score is the only place where you can watch every single UEFA Champions League game for free. That means more goals, more unforgettable drama, more end-to-end action. And whether you're watching on your phone or tablet or casting to your TV, the free Live Score app gives you even more ways to watch. Live Score, the new home of the UEFA Champions League. It's more than a score. Download now on the App Store or Google Play. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. So England went home in the other quarterfinals. Portugal beat Czech Republic. Ronaldo scoring. I think he does quite well. Um, Germany beat Greece 4-2. That sort of romantic story is over. Samaras going there, Ab. Yeah, Samaras. Um, and then Spain beat France, which obviously left us with the final four, gents, of Portugal versus Spain and Germany versus Italy. Both good games, but for different reasons. I mean, the old variety memory for me from Portugal versus Spain is the fact that I don't want to fast forward throughout the whole game, but I will go to the penalties that Ronaldo didn't get to take one. He'd have been up on fifth, wouldn't yeah. he? Was it, yeah, why? Because the, 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 the tactic, if you can call it out for Portugal, was to let him go last. But by the time it got to him, they were already out. So he but, didn't take I, one. I, I don't get that, man. No. It's I mean, you, surely you put your best penalty takers. Yeah, but he, yeah. I, I think he instates him. You know, you the Real Madrid won- one for like La Le, Le, Le Decima. He'd had a shit game and then he got to take the winning penalty. Yeah. Oh, so he'd done like a, a John Terry scenario. I'll take, oh, yeah, I'll take this I, one. I think, I'll I, move myself. You know, well, I think, I think you're right. right. It, I've seen him do that before. Yeah, yeah it, and I think that might have been... That yeah, makes sense because I remember a lot of the press was about him. Yeah. yeah, not him doing that, not the manager, but him. So and he does what he wants, doesn't he? For Portugal, well, he picks it as well. Do you remember when they won it in a, in a later episode that we'll talk about? It? Like he's going round. He, I think he grabs like Jao Moutinho and go. Moutinho's oh, yeah, like, oh, I don't want to do it. And he's like, No, you take one. You good? Yeah, Go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. See, obviously, but that's a big. I mean, I mean, it's a disastrous got, yeah, call, really. It's cr- it's crazy, like, call, crazy, especially because Spain missed their first penalty as well. Alonso missed theirs. Yeah, there's a th- there's a thing about um, some research into it, isn't it? Like if you miss the first penalty, you are over the all the penalty shootouts they've done, you are more likely to win. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you was, go. Uh, I can't tell you who did it, where I heard it from. So you well, can just take that. Sounds true to me. That sounds solid. <laughs> <laughs> solid <laughs> research. <laughs> Fully backed up. But there's another thing as well. I was speaking, oh, uh, I was doing some stuff with William Gallas. 2006 World Cup final. They didn't know what the penalty order was going into it. And he said players were just taking off their shoes and socks to say like, I don't want to take one. And, uh, who was the manager Dominic yeah. he came up to him and was like will you take one and he was like and he was down to take the fifth penalty really William Gallas that's crazy because it, it was it almost worked for France but it did sound like that tournament was chaos again yeah players doing what they wanted taking over almost Dominic with, yeah I always find it like, quite yeah. weird that because obviously it, it, when you get to the semi you know the quarters the semis and the final when, when, it, when you know penalties become more of a 
you know, high stakes, kind yeah. of, you know, there's so much riding on it. And you think, you've heard in the past where managers are going around going, I need five names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. have you not had a chat you know, before? Or? It was weird as well. When it, I think it was England in 2000, it might have been 2006, where they, they said the over practice penalties. Yeah. They've been like Carragher like, on to take Yeah, because yeah, they were yeah. doing it. He said they were doing it like an hour after training every yeah. game just doing penalties and he said by the end of it you're just like bored and you're not you know. I'd feel confident now but like, with our crop just be, I don't know just the way they hit the ball yeah I think yeah. I don't know no, I, know, I, know. I know what you mean it seems like we, we missed our last penalty we took it in England I don't, you know oh, depends, yeah. depends if Jordan Henderson's going to put himself yeah, he it now. no he's putting himself fifth <laughs> yeah. I'll say this it's like Ronaldo <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, the other final, the semi-final saw Italy beat Germany to one quite quite comprehensive. Balotelli at it again. Um, he had a great tournament, yeah. really good, and it, and it was just so exciting to see the emergence of of a player that seemed at the time just to have everything. He just seemed he was he looked like the complete package, didn't he? He was exciting to watch. Great goal scorer, strong, fast. I just he had a, he had a fantastic tournament, and you know it was the saw the glimpse of, of what was to come, I suppose, with him. And then we get to the final. Um, we spoke a lot about Spain. Um, and that, I mean, this just gets absolutely crazy, doesn't it? It starts off quite a mild affair. David Silva gets a header in. And then on, on the second goal, there's a run from Jordi Alba that I don't know how was not picked up. I, everyone talks about the ball that Xavi put through, but he's around six defenders. And then they're like, how's he got through? He scores. And then, yeah, it gets a bit messy at the end, doesn't it? Spain for Italy nil. I mean, and, and let's not forget, that's a good Italy team yeah. as well. Especially defensively. Yeah, like Bonucci and Cellini and uh, Buffon in goal. And it's like, you've got obviously Perlo. It's not like this is a sort of, you know, a below par Italy team. It's a very good, they just absolutely put to the sword. That's probably, you know, you'd have to go a long way to find a better performance in a final by, you know, in a major international tournament than the, the Spanish one there. It's brutal, that. It's just, yeah. just absolutely, just killer instinct of, I mean, how... That's madness to have that in, a, in, a, in an international It's like final. you were saying, well, it's a, your half-time winner from yeah. Alba. That is <laughs> over, it? It's like, it it's got, Italy's sat in the changes. Do we have to come out for the second half? Because is there any point? <laughs> you should see Perlo. He's shell-shocked. He's going, <laughs> half-time winner. It's, it's done. Um, but Spain are the Euros champions. And then th that sort of ends the era of dominance for them, as we know it for now. Um but as we said, we couldn't really enjoy it when it got to 2012 ad, could we? Because it was just getting a bit like, there's other teams about. Yeah, I know. It was, it, it, I don't know. I mean, you, looking at the final like that, you, you, and there's nothing, even if it seems boring that Spain are winning stuff all the time, you've still got to give the respect that it deserves. I mean, I think Mata came on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and Torres came yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, up. that's when you're almost taking the piss. That's <laughs> you know <laughs> Do you want a game? Do you want a goal? Yeah, go on then, go and get yourself a goal. But even in that semi-final, their penalty takers, Xavi Alonso, Iniesta, PK, Ramos, Fabregas. Yeah. Like, and there's at least three or four more players there and, who and, you're confident would have yeah, scored penalties. And don't blink, you know, Alonso misses and the rest of them just score. Yeah. It's like not an issue. Um, who was your favourite player for this tournament, gents? Who really stands out? I don't think I know yours. I'm with Balotelli. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, the Spain team. It's weird that we're almost, this shows how good Spain were in this area, that I'm almost discounting them. Because yeah. I'm just going, they were on a whole different planet themselves. But I'm going to go for Balotelli, yeah. Like I said, just his goals. I just think there was a bit of a buzz about him as well. You know, even even that he England was the game. Player, wasn't he? Yeah, it was just so much excitement around him. And I was thinking, God, this guy's going to go to the very top here. Like he, he seemed to have, like I said before, absolutely everything. So yeah, I'm going Balotelli. 
What about you? Um, this was the first time that I sort of noticed Perlo, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I wasn't one of these hipsters, like, I've always rated Perlo. Yeah. I've always watched him. His early uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was glued to, glued, yeah, I love this early work. Glued to Siri and me. I wasn't. So it was like, actually, because he was never in that conversation, really, was he? It was like Xavi and Iniesta, Skulls, yeah. were the sort of playmaker midfielders that everyone used to rave about. Mm. And then Perlo wasn't in that. But then after this tournament, he was. So it was like when you sort of sat up and noticed how good he was. Yeah, phenomenal. I'm going to go for Xavi. Just, I mean, I think looking back on it this time, like you said, that's when you start to appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, a midfielder passing it left and right at the time, not that exciting. But with my Statman Dave hat on, it is a little bit more exciting. Yeah, I think, like you say, the more, like, just the more football you're watching, obviously you were a bit older in this tournament as well, Will. I'm speaking to like I'm your granddad. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to stay up for this one. Yeah, okay? yeah, we'll let you watch this great, one. Great, Will, I loved it. <laughs> no, but like you start having the appreciation for those yeah. for sideways passes more than you yeah. do. You know, it used to just be a striker who scored. You didn't really care about the assists yeah. and all that, but I think in this Assists weren't even like a thing back in the day, were they? I don't no, know. No, I remember when I was You can get fantasy that. Premier League points. Oh, mama. Um, what was the most iconic moment for you, whether that was a match or something, you know, Joe Hart shouting at Perlo, what sort of really stood out for that tournament? I've, to be honest, gents, I know it's always with my England cap on, but that Sweden-England game. It, do you know that, that was one of the best, one yeah. of the best yeah. England games. We showed them Swedes. No, do you know what, in terms of excitement, because it was just back and yeah. forth, end to end. Yeah. And, and it's weird because we weren't, we didn't play exciting football under Roy Hodgson at all. No. But Never. that game just had that energy about it, didn't it? And I don't, again, I watching it on holiday or whatever, you know, Ed's gone, oh, yeah. different but vibe. that's nice as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, yeah. He was all kicking off in the fishing village in Greece, you know what I mean? Was, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they start dreams. Bloody hipsters! That, they, they, they start dreams that they were going to, you know, kind of win it again after 2004. And I was going, yeah, it's not happening, boys. It's not happening. Yeah. We, we just beat Sweden 3-2. <laughs> so, felt, yeah, do you know what? That Edda, Andy no. Carroll, Edda, moment yeah. of magic. I get it as well, because when you saw the likes of, of Carroll and Welbeck celebrating together, and I think they've been in the under-21s, and you were thinking, actually, this is the dawn of an era. <laughs> and I'll run <laughs> it's like something special taking shape here now. It's weird you know to say I mean? it now, isn't it? But like at the time, like Welbeck's playing for United, Carroll's just signed for 35 yeah. million. Yeah. And yeah. even like, you know, sort of um, to look at the other, like Walcott and but, but, yeah, Oxley yeah. Chamberlain's only a, a kid, and it's yeah. like, you know what, there's, there's there's other players that have still got something left in and it. And Rooney still had loads of time. Yeah, him, yeah, so. exactly. And then it's just, yeah, it didn't happen, did it? Went to shit. Um, did enjoy Euro 2012 in, overall um, Gents have you enjoyed yourself Ad? Yeah I loved it you know what looking back at, again and, and sort of revisiting it, it it does even though it was ultimately disappointment for England just being able to also seeing a couple of different names in that squad like you said yeah. there Jay Andy Carroll and, and, and the likes it was just something a bit different wasn't it really and I think it was it felt like a little bit of a cobbled together squad and it was a bit rushed in, in the sense of, of you know the preparation for England but so we never really expected to win it we were no. Um, and obviously Spain masterclass again. Good tournament overall. Yeah, I'd like yeah. I think it's easier to look back on it now than it was at the time. You stopped fuming around. Yeah, and shit, and like, yeah, yeah. Why did we get yeah. rid of him? Uh, get him in. Sorry, it's ridiculous. And and, and actually look at it and you go actually yeah. Like the Balotelli shout is a good one because I was sitting there with me night out and fuming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he was such he it was, was such a good tournament for yeah. him. And it's almost look back at it a little bit. I know he had a great career, but he almost like what could have been oh, because th there was an amazing player there that perhaps didn't reach those heights. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He had one or two seasons where he was unplayable and then he had like eight where he just more or less tossed it up a bit. If you could have maintained that, that, that standard. What a change. That, that level. <laughs> he did what to get in the squad? Fucking hell. <laughs> 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 
Fuck if he could have if he could have maintained that standard for the years after that yeah. tournament, he'd be on a different level. Yeah, because remember I so went to Liverpool, he just sort of give up, hadn't he? And that was it from then onwards. That was he was never nah. never recaptured, did he? So yeah, it was, it's a shame because you know when you look back at that and you and it's you think like you said, Jay, what what could have been? And you must look back at that tournament now and think, God, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. He was meant. Well, there we go. That's the end of Euro 2012. We've tossed that one off. The winners were Spain. <laughs> and now we're on to the rest of the Euros. Massive thanks to Jay Motti and Adam Brown. We'll see you next week for Euro 2016. It sound right, boy. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. This season, Live Score is the only place where you can watch every single UEFA Champions League game for free. That means more goals, more unforgettable drama, more end-to-end action. And whether you're watching on your phone or tablet or casting to your TV, the free Live Score app gives you even more ways to watch. Live Score, the new home of the UEFA Champions League. It's more than a score. Download now on the App Store or Google Play. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.